Yeah. One more time in the studio. Well, Sean House, we ain't really in no studio. Yeah, I'm saying. This area be a studio for the day. For them few hours, you know, we can turn into the studio. And they're going to be like, uh, damn, what was that movie? Uh, Terrence Howard and Memphis hustling flow. Yeah. We're going to be like sticking eggshells. Yeah, egg, egg crates and stuff. Yeah, we're not going to do that. <laughs> not going to do that. Yeah, what it do, what it do, what it do, baby. It's again another time we come with this thing called Wooisms. Yes, sir. This is episode 37. Meta World Peace. The run or test of the game, baby. And we always say, man, you know how to bring world peace, ladies. You know how to bring world peace? Give your man some fellatio. (laughs) Fellatio. Calms every man down. Fellatio calms the soul. It does. It's the cure to all. That's why a lot of men are angry. Yeah. Right. Right. Because they're not hitting that little danga langa langa thing back in y'all throat, like Cardi B said. <laughs> well, anyway, man, like I said, man, we back with this thing called Wooisms. It's your boy Woo. And I'm sitting here with the homie Big Hess. What's happening? What's happening? We got the homie Jay Easy. What up? And uh, man, we got a special guest with us today. Yep. You know what I'm saying, man? I've been knowing this guy since freshman year at John L. LaFleur High School, back when it was a magnet program and a regular program. <laughs> back when it was. John oh. L. LaFleur Magnet, not LaFleur Preparatory Academy. Facts. Most of y'all know his mama as everybody's favorite substitute teacher. I know, right? I know, for sure. For sure. Some of y'all know him as just plain old Corey. Yep. I call him Coop. Been that's calling him Coop ever since. That's the homie Coop. Man, we got uh the homie... Corey Cooper joining with us today. Hey. What's going on, what Coop? Do? How you doing, brother? Hey, man, I'm just chilling. Just chilling while I'm doing my thing, man. That's it. Man, That's so look, it. man, uh, the homie reached out to me, man, because he's doing some great things. You know, uh, here on Wooisms, man, we always talked about trying to big up the black community, black entrepreneurs, Black business owners and every other topic under the sun about being black. So today is no no different. The homie Coop man, he hit me up, man. He said, Woo, I got a product. I say, nigga, what you doing? You pushing weight? <laughs> wait, wait days is over. <laughs> <laughs> Selling dime bags and all that shit. Oh, man, he said, uh, he said, man, you know, I, I got, a, I got a, a product, man. I, I just want to share it with, with everybody, man. And I need everybody's support. I said, cool, whatever you need, brother. He said, man, I want to come on right. to the podcast and talk about it. So here we are today, man. Coop, man, just just tell the people, man, tell the people who you are and and, and what 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 you doing out here in the world today, man. 
Hey, man, I'm just out here still, you know, chilling while I'm doing my thing, man. Uh, shout out to to the classmates, Anthony, Jerry Lynn, and Kendrick Woo. Go way back. Like he said, we the flow. We actually had a damn magnet program. That's so fucking funny. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> and truthful. That's so funny and truthful. Uh, but, man, um, as, as a lot of you guys may or may not know, um, I've always been a uh, creative spirit. And uh, I always thought outside the box. And um, I've always held tight to um, everything in society that we utilize or use today started out as an idea, you know, um, that somebody had in their head. So uh, I never, ever um, deviated away from invention, right? So um, back when I was a young, young, young kid, man, I remember when, uh, my mama bought me my first super soaker water gun. And then she fucked around and told me it was a dude from Mobile mm-hmm. that went to Williamson High School when she went there that invented it and designed that um, actual toy. And uh, ever since then, I just was fascinated with um, the idea of uh, taking something from you know, my mind and actually putting it inside of a, a putting it in a kid or a person's hand. So I never deviated away from that no matter what I was doing, whether it was school or me starting another business or me starting another company, you know, whatever. I just always thought that that was real fascinating that somebody with the same, uh, from the same city as I was um, and with the same color skin that I was to literally you know, design something that the world would, you know, utilize. So, um, that's pretty much it, man. I, 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 uh, it's not my first product, but this is the latest product that is probably one of the more practical products that I've ever designed. Um, but I've been able to crack a code that has never been cracked before. Um, I was able to build, I was able to, um, test and prove the concept of being able to brush your teeth and floss it at the same time. Um, and that's pretty much it, man. Uh, yeah, that's it. So that's, that's, that's what I got going on. So my, my question to you, uh, brother is like, what made you, or what put, put it on your mental to combine a toothbrush with the floss at the top of the toothbrush instead of cuz we well, you know we 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 see the we see the the inventions all the time it, the the little the little brush bristle on one end and the the toothpick yeah. on the bottom but what made what what put it on your mental and said let me try to put both of them at the top so you would be able to brush and floss at the same time yeah, so it's interesting you ask that. So a lot of people don't know this, man. I actually have a degree in dentistry, right? So I've always been obsessed with Orca. So um, I've always, yeah. So wait, 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 wait. You say you got a degree in dentistry? Yeah, man, I have an associate's in pre-dentistry. 
So I took all the pre-reg. Wow. Man, hold on, man. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Cool. We not just finna uh finna just fly by it, brother. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. whether whether you say it's an associate or a full it, 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 yeah. bro, like it's a, so you got you got a dental associate's degree in, in, in pre dentistry biology. Yeah. So I took all the prereqs uh <laughs> that allowed me to get into dental school. Um I just didn't go back and take the um the aptitude test um to actually apply. Because in the process of all that, I had a brother who uh, passed in a motorcycle crash. So it kind of uh, just threw my whole mental for about a few years. So, yeah, so a lot of people don't know that. And I do need to kind of start, people are starting to ask my background. Like, what's your background as far as dentistry? Like, why the hell are you dealing with teeth? Because I've been obsessed with them since I was freaking two, three years old. Bro, that's pretty, um, that's pretty huge, though. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you see why we can't yeah. let you bypass that because you know what I'm saying. Not only like it's not a lot of black people that you see in the medical field, but that even like try to achieve any type of education in any type of background dealing with anything in the medical field. So whether you know it's an associate's degree or not, you know what I'm saying? Like, bro, that's like pretty huge. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Cause, so. Yeah, go ahead. So, that's, yeah, yeah, that's true. So, uh, my dad, so my dad was a surgeon. My dad was a doctor. My dad was the first African American surgeon in Mobile, Alabama. Okay. So, I was actually either going to go to school to do medicine or dentistry, but I was too damn crazy and bad to do both. <laughs> um, I went. I went study. Um, he literally told me I talk too much. He told me to scratch it and be a lawyer. Oh, well, I, I didn't listen to him either, so <laughs> here you have it. Um, <laughs> I ended up doing what the hell I want to do, like I was going to do anyway. But I uh, I never got back, you know, never got back focused and um, actually did what I had to do to get to dental school. So that's the background, and that's why, you know, the dental product is with us today. Okay. So, uh, you 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 mentioned before we you know before we talk any further about your latest invention, you yeah. said that this wasn't your first invention. No. So, would you like to talk about like your past inventions and and why they haven't seen the light, or if they have, why you know you haven't pursued them in the market as well? Yeah, you know what? I can't educate little people about that stuff. So my first project, I designed a uh, motorcycle jacket, right, that pulled riders off of the motorcycles in the event of a crash or a race. Um, is the problem? Here's the problem with that. Well, it's not a problem. Is why this product is not with us right now, right? So you can go invent something, right? It could be like the coolest shit ever. It could be something that make rainbows appear or make the make it start raining. Like something that's just drastic, like you know, some crazy, right? Mm-hmm. But if it doesn't make business sense, then it's kind of a bad idea. Mm-hmm. So if you can't make money off of it, it's kind of just a idea, right? So 
Um, and, and, and I'm not and I'm not saying this to say that I won't finish the motorcycle jacket because I definitely plan on um, getting back into it and you know doing some other legal stuff I need to do because it was plagiarized and a box office film. So I got to sue the shit out of Paramount Pictures. That's a whole nother uh, topic oh. and it's something I did. I really don't need to get into for legal purposes. Um, but if you've seen the motion motion picture. G.I. Joe Retaliation, then you've seen my motorcycle jacket used on a box office film that was, uh, had The Rock Johnson and, uh, Bruce Willis in it. Mm-hmm. But, um, so, I say this, so, you can have an idea, and if you don't make business sense, it's not a good idea, right? So, in order for me to build one single motorcycle jacket, it was gonna cost me, by myself, right? Of 120 bucks per jacket. Mm. So, in order for me to to hit up a manufacturer and say, you know, I need a motorcycle jacket, they're gonna be like, okay, well, how many of them? They're not just gonna build one. You know what I'm saying? So, you have minimum order quantities that you could, you know, purchase from when it comes to manufacturing, right? So, in order for me to make this a business, I would have had to have the bread, I'm talking about the paper, to purchase 50,000 jackets. Alright? So, you do the math. 50,000 um, times 120 bucks, that's a whole lot of startup capital. And we hadn't even much start scratching the surface of marketing and shipping yeah. and promotion. We didn't even much scratch the surface. So, you're talking about a whole, talking about a $1.2 million startup to make that possible. And don't get me wrong, you know that that's a it's kind of a niche market. Uh, motorcycles are a huge industry. You have a lot of people that you know that ride, race, and do all that. But for me being a one man band, it wasn't a smart business for me right now. Not until I got some more paper. You feel me? Yeah. Right. So that's why um, the motorcycle jackets are currently on hiatus. Okay. All right. So make sense. Yeah, so, like, I know that you said that, you know, with this one, you went through, like, the testing and revamping and things like that with the with the toothbrush. So, how long yeah. has this particular project been in motion? Uh, since, since March. So, I, I designed this. I had designed it a while. So, this, this is another problem, too, right? So, you could design something in your head, but... Until you put it on paper, it's really still just an idea, right? Yeah. So I had already, in my mind, I had already put it together how it would, how it should work. But I didn't ever actually write out the specifications and do the design until March. Um, so I built it in March, and I proved the concept in March. Um, and so from March up until i said about April, April to May, I had already figured out uh, the manufacturing piece and um, where I was going to get them built and made at. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I had got cost on them that was obtainable for a one-man band as opposed to motorcycle jackets that would cost me 120 bucks per unit. Yeah. So, once it made sense to me from a business standpoint, it's like, okay, then let me fill this bitch up and let me put this pedal to the metal because it makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know. Cool. So, 
<clears throat> so like right now, I know is is it like the you have like the finished product? Like this is like it's manufactured perfectly, it's good to go. Same yeah. Zone. So yeah, so finished product of being any day now actually. Um oh man, that stuff is that stuff is it, it is a little tedious because you know, you get samples from the manufacturer and some don't look right. And you got to send it back. And they have to go and redesign a whole mold. And it's just a whole big, it's a whole big back and forth process when you're dealing with, you know, tedious, you know, models. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, we went back and forth for a while trying to make everything cosmetically appear the way that my brain said it should look. So after we got past that, man, it was pretty much, you know, fresh plate. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So what um what type of what type of team do you have um bringing team? bringing br- yeah, like like your 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 creative team, um designers like like who are you working with to help bring your your vision to reality? Man, my team is the Lord, man, and um the Lord, I do all the creative. I build everything. Like I, I am the creative genius. Um, when it comes to the look, um, females, women, women make ninety six percent of the household purchases, right? Mm-hmm. So I do have, I do have a um, couple of close relatives that are females that they, you know, they put their little input on it. It's cute. That ain't cute shit. You know, it don't really... I don't care about that. I just care about functionality. Yeah. But from a female standpoint, they make 96% of the purchases, right? Mm-hmm. So you do let them, you know, say, hey, no. You know, that type of thing. That ain't cute. That package don't look good. All this old shit here. So I do let that kind of make, you know, help me make decisions. But for the most part, man, I'm a one-man band. Uh, I'm, I'm pouring my own plastic at this point. Uh, for my own plastic, um, we're gonna be doing our own packaging, and I'm be doing my own shipping. So it's pretty much that simple, man. I, I partnered with some African American dentists um, early on to kind of get a lot of insight, um, to get a lot of uh, you know do's and don'ts, and you know just get the okay that type of thing. So I do have some some professionals in the field. That are, um, you know, um, you know, helping as far as pushing and promoting within the office and stuff like that. But other than that, man, it's just pretty much, it's pretty much me. Man, if you would though, like, I, you know, we talk to you know small business owners or you know business owners in general, you know, often, um, kind of just talk about the. I would say the struggle of sticking with it because what we find a lot of oh, times is that you have a lot of people oh, that man. have good ideas good and they, it falters because of, you yeah. know, whatever it might that's, be, it'd be lack of support or whatnot. So if you would, man, go into that for us. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, and I'm kind of dealing with that. I'm going to be honest. What, what brand toothbrush do you use right now? Right now I use uh, Oral-B. And I, I got, what about you, I got a, uh, I got an Arm and Hammer uh, spin brush. Uh huh. What about Sean? What you got? 
Yeah, Oral B. Oh, yeah, I'm on, I fuck with the Oral B, too. What kind? Okay, Oral so B. two Oral B, one Arm and Hammer. Yeah. Yep. Got you. So, now, not Arm and Hammer, but Oral B and Phillips and uh, a couple of other major corporations. They're trying to buy this technology off of me. And I'm going to tell you, let me tell you the problem, right? And a lot of people probably get offended when I say this, but I give one, two, three, four, five fucks about what somebody's saying, right? Here we go. Let's so, get it. So this is the problem, right? So corporate America, they bank on African Americans. They bank that we cannot manufacture. They bank that we cannot, um, we can't pull off a manufacturing operation. And so, what happens is they throw these checks in our face. So, oh, and the reason I was asking y'all that because Oral B, they be all in my email. I, I, I would disclose them, but I decided to disclose them. But um, so they bank on us not being able. First, they bank off of us not buying. They bank off of black people not buying black products. That's the first thing. That's the first thing. And then they, they think that we can't pull off a manufacturing operation, right? Mm-hmm. So even the sense where, like now, I, I'm 100% sure, I'm not even much, 99, I'm 100% sure that I had a deepest cleaning toothbrush ever made. It's the first toothbrush ever made by the Chinese in like the, like some old, like, I'm trying to say, it was like old, like the, the Chinese made the toothbrush was literally a bamboo like a long-ass time ago. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So I got the most effective and deep cleaning toothbrush since that toothbrush. And so these corporations know that, right? But the average Joe, they don't know. So they bank off of us not being able to pull off of our own manufacturing and being able to, um, you know, make it pop with, you know, just our community. And so... Um, very, very hard for a lot of minorities, um, primarily black, and then, yeah, it's primarily African American, to be honest. Like, a lot of things, I've just seen the, um, the Mexican Americans, I see them keep their dollar in their community. I've seen the, um, the, uh, of course, the, the Caucasian Americans, they keep their dollar in their community. But the biggest problem with the, uh, uh, we don't keep our dollar in our community, and we really have some apprehension about um, buying black. Mm-hmm. And you know, I used to be like, you know, you tripping and that's some bullshit. Until I seen it happen to me personally. So, um, and and these corporations, they know that. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I mean, a lot of it ain't ain't our fault. You know, you got a lot of us who are. Um, and we've been conditioned for, you know, hundreds of years to just kind of go against each other. But um, that's mainly, you know, one of the big problems. And then, you know, you also dealing with the systemic racism where, you know, we can't go and get along where somebody, you know, the same age but a different race can go in the bank and get approved for a loan. You know what I'm saying? Um in my particular situation, the federal government didn't give me the EIDL. 
the federal government didn't give me the PPP. They didn't give me either one of them, right? Mm-hmm. So um, they failed me. You know what I'm saying? Now, that's not to say they failed every African-American out because I know some people who did, they were able to secure funding. But in my particular case, um, I did. So um, I'm currently running a Kickstarter campaign um, to assist me with um, making my quota for manufacturing. Mm. So if y'all hadn't been on that yet, make sure y'all go on that and make a purchase. So since, since you said about, uh, you know, making a purchase, Man, um, so what? What's the name of your product, and where can the people go uh, to purchase the product? And how long before we get the product in stores? Cause it's only available online right now, right? Right, 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 right. So I'm not. I don't plan on going into none of the stores initially. Um. See, that's a that's a that's a um a big a big um misconstrued because a lot of people think you know once you made it to the store you made it like you know all this other stuff which in some cases that's that's the truth but when you're a small business um you can go and stress yourself out trying to meet a Walmart quote yeah so you know Walmart may be like all right cool. I don't know. They don't give a damn what you got in the bank, period, first off. First off. Mm-hmm. They don't care about what you got in your bank, right? And, you know, and I'm going to talk about retail really quick, right? So the way retail works, Walgreens, Target, Rite Aid, you name them, right? The way you get into those stores, you know, Winn-Dixie, whatever it is, the way you get into those stores, you have to secure what they call a vendor code. All right? Once you got a vendor code, that means that your SKUs or barcodes are allotted to these companies. So that means you have a faith in a store. All right? Mm-hmm. First off, let's be crystal clear. After Americans, we got the less, we have the least, least amount of um, vendor codes in every store. Um, period. So, um, before you even much talk about getting a vendor code, you need, I mean, it's, it's going to be crazy because once you get a vendor code, they're going to say, okay, now you got this vendor code, you have to keep up with the demand, right? Yeah. So, Walmart might hit you up and be like, hey, look, this shit sold out. So, at this point, you can't send us less than, six, you know, you can't send us less than 50,000 units because we got to put them in. 120 stores across the country. Yeah. Well, guess what? Guess what? Now, in order for you to <clears throat> supply they demand, guess what you really need to do? You need to go borrow some money so you can go and purchase from the manufacturer to get Walmart that unit. But guess what happened when you don't get Walmart that unit? They can pull your vendor codes. Mm. Now you're done. Now you're done. Then let's say Walmart say, okay, you need to put a panogram together. We're going to put you on the end cap. Mm-hmm. Y'all familiar with end cap law? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's say, let's say they say, yeah, man, this shit hot. Let's say Walmart say, hey, this shit hot. Like, this one of our best sellers. You need to put planogram. You, this is what I said. You need to put planogram mm-hmm. in 120 stores yep. across the country. 
So guess what? That means you finna spend the marketing dollars on putting up literature, um, demos, and 120 Walmarts across the country. You feel me? While, while, now, you, doing, while you doing all that, and then they, they getting a percentage or whatever the case may be off of your product. Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, they don't mark it up. Hell, yeah. Oh, off the top. We ain't even want to talking about that markup. We talking about, we talking about the way they finna hit you up and drag you about your vendor code. All right, Mr. Cooper. All right, Mr. Cooper, you couldn't really satisfy this. You know what I'm saying? Try again later. You feel me? Mm-hmm. You know, so that, that's pretty much the way that game works. So initially, going straight into retail, it's not a smart move. When you're a one-man band or you're a small monkey, you know what I'm saying? And you need to eat a little bit to grow. Right. You know what I'm saying? You got to eat a little bit to grow. You just do what a lot of people are doing now. They're doing e-commerce. They're doing direct to... They're killing the middleman. Mm-hmm. They're, doing, they're doing drop shit. They're doing drop shit. So now you're killing... You're killing um, postage or you're killing mail and it's coming straight from your manufacturer. They're drop shipping it from the manufacturer to your consumers or your subscribers in my case. And then that way... You eating now, your belly getting full. Now you can maneuver a little more. Mm-hmm. Now your brand, now your brand is establishing itself. Now it's like, damn, like you know, these deliveries taking too long. I need to run into, I need to run into Walmart to go grab my refill real quick. You know what I'm saying? Right. So now, now your leverage didn't change. So now you got shoes that are being purchased. You got people, you got people demanding this shit from Walmart. So mm-hmm. now, when you go when you go back to talk to Walmart, now they attitude has changed. You know what I'm saying? Now they like shit. We Walmart. We got everything. We are the one stop shop. So now, the way they will and did you is a total different ball game. See what I'm saying? Right. So, so for anybody who's just like going straight to stores, man, that's a big. Unless you just got the bread, I ain't gonna lie. If I had, if I was starting this company with about two million dollars. Come on, they'll be they'll be in every store. Cause ain't, it ain't no it ain't no toothbrush that can do what I can do. Right. Period. I'm, so I'm, I'm, I'm so um, super strong so, with that. So let the people let the people know, man. Um, you know, cause we we gonna we gonna uh hear from our sponsors in just a minute, but let the people know like what's the name of 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 your your product and where can they yeah. go to purchase your product. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, the name of my company and the name of my product is True Floss Technology. And that's true without an E on the end. So, there's T-R-U Floss spelled out, technology spelled out, dot com. Okay. And I got a link on the landing page. As soon as you get in, as soon as you get in, after you're going to see, you're going to get uh, greeted by an old man. After you watch the video, and it explains some of the um, tons of not flossing every day. Um, on the front page, it'll say pre-order now in a black link. So hit that link and go make a purchase. Okay, man. Oh, good, man. Well, look, man, I appreciate you, you know what I'm saying, diving in and letting us know about, you know, your product, but also, like, the the daily struggles of a, a, a black business owner, man. And, um, oh, yeah. We're going to take that and go into our break, hear from our sponsors, and come back and dive into something else. Yeah, man, we gonna we gonna we gonna come back, man. We gonna we gonna uh, debate a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Just, okay. 
Just a tad. All right, man. So uh, it's Woo Wilson's, man. We finna go to commercial break, and then we'll be back. Right back. Bye. Uh, hey. Criticize the, the vice president for not specifically calling out Antifa and other left-wing right. extremist groups. But are you willing tonight to condemn white supremacists and militia groups and to say that they need to stand down and not add to the violence in a number of these cities as we saw in Kenosha and as we've seen in Portland. Sure, Are you I'm prepared to, to do specifically that, do it? I would, say, I would say almost everything I see is from the left wing, not from the right so wing. So what, what, what are you saying? I'm, I'm willing to do anything. I want to see well, peace. Then do it, sir. Say it. Do it. Say it. You want to call them... What do you want to call them? Give me a name. Give me a white name. White supremacists and white supremacists and white supremacists. Stand back and stand by. But I'll tell you what. I'll tell he you what. Stand Somebody's got to do something back. about Antifa and the left. Because this is not a right-wing problem. His this is a left-wing This is a left-wing problem. Having to start off by hearing all that foolishness from old four or five man, but look, this your, this is woo isms. Yes, sir. And um, you know it's your boy Big Cat sitting up here with with woo and Jay Easy man. Yes, sir. And we got the homie Corey Cooper joining us today. Cool. And um, what it do? You what know, it do? The inventor. Corey Cooper. That, let me say that the inventor. Boy, your name is gonna be in the likes of uh. Um, Benjamin Banneker, right? Um, w. E. B. Du Bois. Um, yeah. What's the nigga that? I mean, you can even go George Washington Carver. I, I was about to say, what was the nigga that made the peanut? Yeah, that's him. That's oh, him. Yeah. I'm sorry about saying that's niggas. Him. That's some <laughs> good company. Yeah, yes, sir. Company, yes, yeah. sir. So, you know, we, you know, the first half, man, we let, you know, we let Coop, you know, tell us about, you know, his latest invention and kind of like the process of getting that off the ground and along with the struggles he has just being, a, you know, a black business owner, man. But, you know, we couldn't, we couldn't let this week go by without talking about the latest debate from old four or five and. And old Joe. Grandpa, Uncle Joe. Oh, Uncle Joe, man. And when I can say, like, this was like a train wreck, it was a train wreck. It was it was so bad to where they're like, we have to change the structure and the guidelines of debating. Man, <laughs> I, I felt bad for the moderator. Bruh, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, dog, First of all, like for you to sign up for that, you knew it was gonna be something, but it was it, you couldn't imagine that it was gonna be that bad. Man, but we're gonna leave. You about to leave right now? You pulling out right now? Mama Dover. Yep. But when Trump when Trump got on there, man, and he, you know, he he was he was talking about Biden kids and talking, you know, talking about Hunter. Talking, he said, man, uh, let's talk about Hunter. Hunter got dishonorably discharged from the military. He has a drug problem. He didn't have a job until you became vice president. Then he started talking about Bo. And, and we all know Bo passed away. Oh, if I was Biden, I would have been like, hold on, motherfucker. Right, yeah, you got to swing on him. He brought my kids into it. He brought my kids into it. We got to fight. Cool, what you think about the debate, brother? Uh, I think that... Donald Trump 
fucking starburst face looking at trip, bro. He fucking is a whole bone. He a bonehead, bro. Like, I, I mean, to be honest with y'all, I really found Donald Trump very comical for a very long time. He's an idiot. I found him comical until this uh, pandemic came and then a lot of people dying and he just really kind of made a whole mockery of this stuff. Uh, when it comes to the debate, I wasn't surprised. I mean, his tactic was to just make a bad debate. You know, mm-hmm. he, he wanted it to be a bad debate. So uh, I think he actually succeeded with making it a bad debate. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, like it was it was probably the worst. Um, he was talking about that man, kids. It was just trying to. He was trying to find a way to fluster um, Joe. On yeah. some type of level, he just—he, you know what I'm saying. He—he he did not come there to really talk politics because he don't know politics, right? You know what I'm saying? So he was just trying to find some way to piss the man off and get the man off his game. And he proceeded. I mean, you know, you go to talking about somebody that sees kids, you know, drug addiction and stuff like that. They gon—they human, you know. So they gonna start feeling. They gonna have some type of feelings. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So. He was definitely successful in that fight. Um, it's, it's crazy, man. It, I, I just can't believe that dude. I can't believe they literally voted this dude into right, right, somebody, somebody's right. office, bro. Right, right. right. And, and and going and, and going to act and believe it or not, <clears throat> don't show back up and try to vote him back in there again. Right. Um, he's a very irrational um, person, man. And um, his his regard for human life is is, is crazy to be like he does not give a fuck. Um, and, but can you but can you be man. but can you be mad at the fact that he says whatever he wants to say, he does whatever he wants to do, and I mean he bypasses every yeah, piece bypasses. of knowledge. Or, or advice yeah. that is given to him. You, you know? Yeah, yeah, he, he's a phony. I don't, I don't know how else. He just needs somebody to slap the shit out of him. You know what I'm saying? He that type of dude. Like you tripping? Bam! Like just slap the shot of him on sight. But he's a real freak. You know, like I said, I thought him, I thought he was comedy for a long time until then. Now two hundred people dead. So I don't see he do nothing he do to me at this point in my life is funny no more. All the other damn if he go back to TV and and have whatever a million shows I'm not fucking with it no more. He didn't cause so many people to die. And that as far as that debate, he know nothing. He don't know nothing about foreign policy. He don't know nothing about U.S. He don't care about none of that shit. Nope. You know what I'm saying? He don't care about it. He doesn't care. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, and it, it's crazy because. Initially, like I wasn't even, I wasn't even much like upset with everything he was doing. Like I, I wasn't mad about everything he was doing. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't mad about a lot of shit he was doing at first. But then when it's pandemic hit, I just want to snap the shot up, like on site. Bam. So my, you know my question, my question from you, I mean, well, to you, after watching the debate. Where do you see the next four years of the United States of America? 
with either one of these presidential candidates? Yeah, man. Fight, fight, yeah, Don. I don't see it with uh, I don't see it with uh, Donald. Period. Um, he's gonna find a way. He 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 a little bit too cool with Putin uh, for me. And I think um, he he pissed off all those veterans at this point. Like he didn't done too much. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I, he he was. He was skating on thin ice, but the pandemic and pissing off those veterans and calling up just dead people and stuff like that. I think he kind of, he really sealed his fate with that type of stuff. And that dude a bone me. Like, I really don't know no other way else to really just, like, describe the bone So So you said you feel like, <clears throat> you said you feel like Biden can get the job done? Is it more so Biden, or do you think that it'll be more of Kamala Harris talking through Biden to get things done? Nah, man. Biden, Biden can get this stuff done. Biden got distracted. Um, he got he got caught up in that that bickering. Like, like they succeeded with, with getting him off his game to an extent. He was talking about the man to see his kids. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so... They got him off the game. They rattled him a little bit. To be honest, man, you got to be a fucking bonehead to pull those type of strings. Like, he's a bonehead. You know what I'm saying? We're talking about that man's kid, you know, and, you know, because I think his kid autistic. I think, I think, uh, I think Donald Trump's son is autistic. And, you know, Biden didn't pull none of those, you know, he didn't, he didn't attack him personally. You know what I'm saying? So, he did that to avoid talking about politics. And it worked. So my overall scope after watching the debate, um, it was like very, very semi-productive. Like it wasn't the best debate by far. And I only heard a little of um, what I really was trying to hear um, besides them cutting each other off. You know what I'm saying? It was just a lot of that shit. It was like one of the worst debates ever. Yeah. I agree. So, like, I, when I think about debates, right, and, like, you know, we talk a lot of this, you know, on off camera and, like, in our group chats, man, about, like, fighting in general. And, like, when you're in a fight, like, you got some people, like, like have, like, unrented rules of fighting, right? Mm-hmm. And you got some people that just, like, no, when we fighting, like, it's no hose barn. Like, I'm going for kidneys. I'm punching in the nuts. I'm kicking shins. I'm doing all that. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So, like, Especially with Trump not having a political background, only thing he knows is like how to be an agitator, mm-hmm. like how to right. find a way to get under your skin to throw you off your game. Which, like you said, Coop, he was successful in that. He was he already went in. Yeah. It's like it's certain things I know that I can say that are going to trigger a reaction. Oh yeah, and like right. when he right. went for his kids, he intentionally went for his kids because he knew that that was gonna cause him that he because he knows he can't talk politics with Joe because he doesn't no. know him. Yeah, like he doesn't know, know politics. Him. But he was like, no. I'm gonna talk about this dude, with kids, and then that just that threw through not only Joe Hill, that threw everybody for a loop. It was like <laughs> it's like oh yeah. no. Yeah, especially especially if you got kids, right? Like you, you like I felt a certain type of way, right? Like I, I, I was like, yeah. man, shit. If I was Joe, I would be like, nah, bitch, right? Nah, like I would have been like, in my in my white voice, wait one minute, motherfucker, <laughs> you will not 
talk about my children. <laughs> wait, wait, Donald. Who in the fuck do you think yeah. you are, buddy? Right. You got to use the word buddy. You know, white people yeah, that, White people like to use buddy and pal. Pal, let me tell you something, pal. This, we're not going yeah. there, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was a whole trip. Man, it was a whole trip. Man. So look, man, before we, before, you know, we came back in, man, we was talking about, and uh, this will forever be a debate. And uh, Sean, you want you want to bring that in, man? Because I, I think we're gonna we're gonna ruffle some feathers with this. Yeah. So like, I, I, so let's just talk about like top MCs, right? Just top rap artists of all time, right? So of course, like normally, rap? yeah, just rap artists, rap artists okay. of all time. So you know, it's a consensus for the most part. People have like Pac and Big somewhere in their top five. Consensus normally. I don't. You don't have so which one you don't have? I don't have neither one in my top five. What? It's my top five. Okay. All right. So you give me your top five. My top five? Right now. My top five. Yeah. Your top five. My top five. No order. Uh, Wayne. Okay. Yay. Yep. Drake. Okay. Dot. K Dot. Over big? Man, shut up. It's my top five. Bruh, are you kidding? K Dot. Um, Cole. All time? It's my top five. I don't care. Don't. I don't give a fuck. No, bro. Come on, man. And I can, man, depending on the day it is, man, I might even throw, like, I don't fucking know, man. Big Sean Wale in there somewhere. Of all time? It's my top five. God damn, I almost kicked you out of my house. Um, so, before we even dive into that, because you just, I feel like you being a Donald Trump right now. Um, it's my fucking top five, pal. <laughs> buddy, that's some bullshit. <laughs> that's what that is. <laughs> so, we were talking about JC specifically. Ne- he never would be in my top five. So, like, I as think, a rapper. Right. So, all of us were kind of like, you got some people that are just put, they just put Hove on this pedestal. Because the reason why we was talking about Hove, because Coop was saying Holy Grail. Right, right. Which was. That album was the Over, overrated. Trashes. It was overrated. Jay Z album to date. But see, it was a marketing genius album. Yeah, because it, it has because he, some, it, cause he, he paired it with Samsung. Yeah, he linked with Samsung and Rick right. Rubin. He like platinum before he even released it. Right. So right. that was crazy. Right. 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 But yeah. Right. So like before I dissect Wu's top five, Coop, what's your top five? Hip hop artists of all time, no particular order. Yeah, man. So it's a, it's it's that's a real real like bold question because like you know I, well y'all probably know this. I used to, I had a studio in my mama crib, right? Mm-hmm. So I used to make music, right? So I don't know. The more you know about Coop, five. never knew Coop made yeah. music. Yeah, man. What, what yeah, was what was, yeah. what was your rap name? I was just cool. Hey, listen, I had a whole. Let me tell you who's in my rap room. It was me, Bo, Dot, Tara, Elwood, uh, Lexi Robinson, Steve George, Big D. Yeah, I man, we had a whole rap room down there, bro. All the basketball but, niggas. Yep. <laughs> well, you all. When you talk about pop five, man, I, I'm trying to see like y'all talking about just lyric led, uh, people who move the culture forward, 
so I mean, like, like if, if like, like, so, so obviously, we, I grade off a leer. So I grade, I go off straight leer. I do too. I do too. And obviously, Wu doesn't. So, flatter us. Like, what would be if you lyric, lyrically, who would be in your top five? We Wayne yep. and Drake are some of the top lyrical. Wayne, Drake, Kanye yep. are some of the top lyrical guys, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and then those four and five, those four and five spots to me are, um, man, they tough. Like, 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 I don't know, like, four and five, because you got Wayne, Drake, Kanye, and then... Oh, would be like, ooh, lyrical. Y'all talking about lyrical? It would have to be like. It's your top five. Talib. Yeah, like a Talib, Kwali. Um, I mean, these dudes could just rap for hours. Um, like most like these are lyrical, like potent guys. Why you? Why you ain't um, do him like that, Sean? What? Because I no just, Pac, no Biggie. Because I'm, I'm blowing hookah smoke out so, my mouth. That's why. Yeah. So check this out. So my thing with Pac, right? Pop, Pop. So here's the thing. So, so I, I do got a, I do got a number four, and a, and a number five, right? Yeah. So a number four would be like a Snoop Dogg. And number five would be like an Ice Cube. And then you got Tyler and Quali. Cool, cool. Hold and up, hold up, man. Okay, yeah. so for y'all that don't know, man, and y'all probably gonna see on the YouTube, man. Coop, we call Coop over the phone. Coop is not in the stew with us today, but you should have saw the way Sean eyes just got big when he said four and five. Coop just named two West Coast rappers, Snoop Dogg and Ice Cube, and Sean eyes yeah. got big as shit. So, alright. Alright. It's dude, man. Ice Cube is a very underrated lyricist, man. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not this, I'm not discrediting that. And like, I could even argue that like, like, Tupac might not be on my top five. Right? Because yeah, see, I, I just, I just, that era, man, I, I, we, first off, yeah, we all the same age. So right. that era, that era when Pac was, was, um, chopping. We was in elementary we school. Were, yeah, like we kind of, yeah, literally, yeah, we were elementary. We so, was in, we was in the fifth grade. So unless you went back and just listened to some of us, like lit, like he wasn't just literally potent to me like that. Now some of the shit he was talking about injustice and some of the shit that we going through now. Right. You feel me? Like, like he was speaking that real shit back then. Don't get me wrong, but lyrically, yeah. Lyrically, actually, lyrically. Now we just talking about lyric wise. Lyrically, Big was better than me. He was, he was, and that's why Big will be in my top five. Like Big, you know what I'm saying? Lyrically, lyrically, Big was better. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, what I'm saying, but but that's my just like I just off the lyrics, you know. Like I'm on some lyric shit, you know. Um, and this Jay stuff, like I didn't, I didn't get, I didn't listen to my first Jay Z album to undergrad. And what was that you know album? Ooh, that shit was hot. I ain't gonna lie. Um, the one where you had all the white instruments on that cover. Uh, never mind what haters say. No, so they fade away. I can't think of the name of that album. 
he had that song with T. You got everybody watching what I do. Now, y'all know what I'm talking about. He had all the, it's like an American flag type of deal on the album art. Then he had like a whole bunch of instruments. Was that uh, That were white. Damn, that was Now, that album was hot. That was Already uh, Home was on there. It wasn't American. Already Home was on there. Was that American Gangster? Uh, um, uh, yeah. uh, uh, no, uh, Blueprint 3. Okay. Blueprint three. Yeah, that, that sounds about right. I think that was now, Blueprint that was a, three. That was an acceptable album, but I, I just can't really. I never really. I didn't think he was nice enough to go back and listen to his early shit. And you got some people that are like, Katie Grady is one of the best to do it. I can't. I can't agree. I can't come to that. Like, I don't. I don't. And 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 that's how that's how I feel when I when I when I called out my top five like I think back like yeah. when music started resonating with me and, right. and you know what I'm saying like like Wayne is gonna be Wayne okay oh, yeah. no I, I'm gonna say yeah. yay yay is if if I had to say my my number one it's gonna be yay because I remember riding yeah through John L with the van. Yeah. Playing the college dropout, which I can't argue with that. That is all, that's my oh. all time favorite Yay album. Yay is gonna always be at the the top. If I if I had say my number one favorite artist is the old Yay, when he had the teddy bear on the cover of the album. Yeah, the old Yay was a motherfucker. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, but 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 see the thing with it. And that's the problem. That's why he like number one to me no more because that old yay shit is gone. Um, so that's why Drake kind of surpassed him. At one point he right. was like Drake little broke with this rap shit, but Drake just recently Drake on a whole other level right at this point, right? So Kanye pretty much Kanye pretty much stopped doing not rap. So I can't really say that you know he, you know he's one of the best lyricists of all you know of all time, but. You know, right now Drake is just so current. It's hard to to just beat him out right now. It's Drake, Drake, Drake Hill, dog. Right. Drake Hill. Yeah, but no, I'm with you, dog. The old gay was a motherfucker. Dog. Exactly. You talk about that shit. And, and I'm, I'm sorry. And I'm sorry to say, Hove, Big, and Pop are not in Wu's top five. And I don't give a goddamn what nobody say. I can't, I can't, I just, so the thing with Jada me, he ain't never just been that nice for me to go back and listen to his old shit. Like, if he was that nice, I would have went back and been like, maybe, you know, in the blueprint three, the blueprint three was, was legit. You feel me? But, um, I think, um, yeah, I, I, I just, I can't put him up though. I can't. So, so what, what you got? What you got, Sean? So, I got, I got Wayne, Ye, and Drake, definitely. Okay, so that's the consensus yeah. in our top five. Yeah, like, yeah. absolutely. Like, okay. Those three are definitely in top five. Um, if I'm looking at lyricists, like, Big was a storyteller, man. Like, you go back and listen to some of Big stuff, he was a storyteller. And, like, he was definitely a better lyricist than Pac was. Um, but, like, just if you go back and really listen to his stuff, bro, that nigga was cold. Well, he was spitting, but I, the reason why I, I, and I have, I have Kendrick Lamar up in my top five is because, like, Kendrick Lamar is oh. the new era of pop. 
You know what I'm saying? Pop so, was pop was on that revolutionary a, shit. Pop pop. Hold on, let me let me make a statement. Let me make a statement. Kendrick, you say Kendrick Lamar in your top five? Yeah. So you so no Ti or no Eminem. Kendrick Lamar. Exactly. I was who was gonna I was gonna put in mind too was yeah. three stacks. It would have to be in there. No, because three stacks is rough. Man, you yeah. right. so you're right. Three stacks, you got three stacks of big boy, them some tough lyrics. Like these niggas tough. Like these dudes that you don't want them on your song. But I'm just saying like as far I'm I'm just like like so what I was saying, like pop Pop was ahead of his time. Like, if you listen, like, I can, Coop, how you said that you can't go back and listen to old Jay-Z shit, like, I went back and I listened to Pop shit. You know, like, to me, to me, like, my favorite Pop album was All Eyes on Me, The Double Dicks, followed by uh, 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 the the Don Columinati's Seven Day Theory. Yeah. Oh. So, you know so, what I'm saying? On, but so, the reason why I yeah, like yeah, pop, but the reason why I like pop was because pop was talking about real shit, right. like poverty, like uh, uh, yeah, was, women's rights. Was, you know what I'm saying? He was yeah, talking about I, that shit, and, and 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 Kendrick was Kendrick is the new era. He was talking about that shit when he first came out. I can respect it. He has been ghost, but. Like I said, like I, you know what I'm saying, like uh, you know, I hear what y'all saying. Y'all keep saying like lyricists. I got y'all, but I have yeah, to think about yeah. the music that resonated with me when I started listening. Correct. I'm like, fuck. Correct, correct. Cause see, you got some kids. Look, you got some kids. You got some cats now. Like, like if a pop song come on in the club, they gonna be like, what the fuck is this? They probably they ain't gonna even dance to. They might be looking at the DJ crazy. But. He don't move the club either. But can he wrap his ass off? Can he tell a story? Does he talk about the deep shit? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So when you go to grade artists, I mean, you know, rap artists, me personally, it's always about the deer. But I mean you might take a T you you'll take a T I. You feel me? But uh what happened? The crazy the club can go crazy. You feel me? Like so you just got all those shit in very cool, man. But you're right, I did get the big three stacks of big white. So, and like, I, and I think that kind of brings it to the next point, too, which I gave, like, Woo Hell for, like, his top five because I still think it's blasphemous. But well, fuck you. That's yeah, my it's, top five. It's blasphemous. But, like, everybody everybody <laughs> takes thing, different things in consideration. And fuck everybody else who don't like my top five. Uh, you foolish. But people think about, like, they take different things into consideration. This nigga called me foolish. I, I sure did. That's not the first time. It won't be the last. Uh, but, like, I know. But, <laughs> <laughs> but people take different things in consideration when they go into these debates. Like, you know, like, we have some yeah. commonalities, you know what I'm saying? Like, we were, like, three of them, like, it's consensus. Like, these three are, like, in the top five. But, right. like, you know, it's like when you get to those other two spots, it's, like, what does it mean to you? You know what I mean? What does it mean to you? So, who you calling? I'm not calling nobody. Oh, I thought oh, you were calling Yeah, I hear three-way. I hear a phone ring. That's cool. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, it's the box. Okay. <laughs> Uh, all right. <laughs> that nigga got a call to get in his gate. 
Okay, I got you. I got you. You gotta you. call himself. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, I understand. But like you it's certain things that, that you you personally take into consideration over or value over others when you coming up with your top five for whatever, right? Yes. So like what, so what are some other like big debates that we normally have that you can think of like I right off the bat I think about like greatest basketball player of all time. I don't even want to touch on that. No, nah, I feel like I need. Great. I feel like I need Great both. Basketball. I need both. Well, we, well, we got a, we got a, well, we have a basketball player. You know what I'm saying? Like Coop was on. Coop, you was on the, the championship teams that that yeah. went up to state. Yeah. So. Goddamn living legend from from John L. Yeah, class of, of 04. Well, one of the best basketball players in the nation. To I mean, ever do it. Yeah, basketball programs in the nation. Like, let's not get it twisted. Like, yeah, straight up. So, like, for you, Coop, if you had, like, looking at basketball players, top five. No particular yeah. order, top five. Yeah, we can call it particular order. Michael Jordan is the best basketball player. First of all, Um... <laughs> He probably ate the same thing, Jordan. Like I heard Jordan eat pears, nigga. I'm finna eat these pears. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Like he, he ate romaine before his game. He's gonna be romaine today. Like that dude was a that dude was a he was a student of the, of the greatest player of all time. So Kobe number two, man. Kobe number two. Kobe had a better shot than MJ, actually. Um, but that's me being real critical. But that's one, two. Not three of a great. You got it. It's a tough one here. It's three, four shit, right? So there's three in number four spot. You got Shaquille O'Neal. Mm. And then you got, like, you. oh, yeah, dominant. You yeah, got most Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah. yeah. And you got. Right there at that five six five. Mm. Um, but 
but his shooting is just feel like suspect. Like on a good shoot night, man, your ass you can call, you can count to Christmas. Brown can light your ass up. Damn. But if he have the nice if he's struggling shooting, you can beat him if you can keep him out of the paint. You know what I'm saying? See, that's the thing. If he if he hitting them shots, it's old. They gonna beat you by. They ain't gonna. LeBron ain't gonna beat you by thirteen plus. You know what I'm saying? So Coop, and, Coop has Bron at number five. He's five or six. Five or six. Yeah, oh, he man. like five, six. Yeah. Man, boy, it's, you finna have some yeah. haters on your back, brother. For real? Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, we got some people yeah, that say LeBron man. the greatest of all time. Just in just in our in, in our in our group chat alone. Look, hold on. Hold on. Are you serious? Yeah, like I'm just in, the, in 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 the group chat that we in right now with another podcast. We got some home we got some homeboys in there right now that will kill you because you got Bron at number five. Oh man, they don't know the game, man. Come on. <laughs> some of the other people that you named, like when you and, and that's probably like the reason that I'll put Jordan above him because like Jordan had that just that killer instinct that Ooh, put him above no. the rest. He was a he was a sniper. Like it was win by any cost. And it, it, it like especially when you watch the documentary The Last Dance, like you see that. Yeah. He did everything in oh. his power not to just put himself you know, in a better position to win, but like he did that for his teammates too, and he pushed them to greater heights for the same reason. So, so you think LeBron James and the people in your other um, podcast, they literally think that LeBron James' skill set, he had, he's more skilled than a Tracy McGrady? Yup. Ooh, shit, no. <laughs> Ooh, good. No, man, he yeah. Close, man. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I, I tell y'all what y'all. I tell you what y'all do. We're gonna get a check. When I get a check, I'm gonna figure. I'm gonna figure out how to act. I'm, I'm gonna figure out how to act some. Some. I might. I might figure out a way to act LeBron. Like, 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 literally, like Kobe Bryant has said himself. Like he wouldn't even more scared than Tracy McGrady. So where you where you put T Mac then? He's like right there. See, that's the thing, man. Greatness and skill level, all that stuff is like the same thing. We talk about rap and stuff resonates. Like, when you're talking about great players and having high skill level, dog, he's by far. Yeah. 
yeah. So so you got a lot of guys, man, that was way most that are way more skilled than LeBron James. What make LeBron James surpass these dudes? He entered the NBA with a bigger frame. He entered the NBA with a bigger frame than about ninety five percent of all these guys, and he played a position. That 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 particular size player don't play, and he actually had the fundamentals to be a guard. So his his he he could get in the lane and dunk the ball, you know, eighty five percent of the time. You know what I'm saying? You know that's what made him. And, and plus he he played. He's gonna play more games than all these guys, and he's actually had more attempts at championships than most of these guys. So that's what put LeBron. And he's a, he's also a team player, and he don't look to score first, and he do make play players around him better to pass the ball. But and, and that makes him great because he had more shots to get in the ring than a Tracy McGrady. He had more shots to get in the ring. He had more shots to get in the ring than Scotty Pippen, but um, Scotty is another high skill level player. You know what I'm saying? Like these dudes are these dudes are. Way more fundamentally sound than LeBron, you know what I'm saying? But LeBron just got more cracks at it because he was out of position and way bigger than this guy. That's it. But I respect you. Got to you got to respect LeBron. Man. I mean, he gets you know he can do a lot of things, but his shooting is still a a knock on him. But because of his his ability to play for three different franchises and get a shot at a ring every time, he had to be. He had to be the common denominator while they were getting there. See what I'm saying? You know. So, he, but when they just talk about skill level, man, man, listen, man, a prime, a prime LeBron James guard, a prime Tracy McGrady, man, Tracy McGrady scored a fucking million points on that dude. Wow. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, no, no, check this out. Tracy McGrady, Tracy McGrady will score a million points on everybody in the top five. He was unguardable. He was too. He was too. He was too big. He was too tall. Wow! And this is yeah. coming. This is coming from the, a basketball player himself that says, "Yeah, T Mac, yeah, is better than Brian." Yeah. Y'all need to ask LeBron, man. Y'all ask LeBron that. Oh shit, man. Man, shit. Wow. Man, Tracy McGrady is a whole problem, though. A whole problem. He just, he never, what he didn't have the IQ LeBron have, and he didn't have the cracks at the ring like LeBron had. But, I mean, he got the thing. LeBron, LeBron, our age. So he started playing, you know, we went to college or the military. LeBron was the NBA. Really? <laughs> so, you know, he started investing in his skill and his, you know, his recovery. At 1819. You know what I'm saying? Cool. So he had more cracks than them guys. LeBron. Cool. Hold on real quick, man. I'm finna call. I'm finna make a phone call real quick. Let me see yeah, if, go ahead, yeah. See if I can get see go if ahead. I can get if I can get uh my brother on the line Hold real up. quick. Hold on real quick. Alright, let's put him on. Wow. Hello? Lenny. Lenard Thomas, you are on the Wooisms podcast. You got the homie Big Hess. And we also got a special guest in the building, man. We got one of our uh, 
classmates, man, Corey Cooper on the line with us today, man. And, okay. And we're talking, hey, Coop, this is this is my line, What's brother. Up? This is my ace. What's up, bro? Uh, Coop, that's Lenny. Lenny, that's Coop. Both of y'all in Atlanta, man, doing? so y'all might want to link up after this. So, Lenny, right. we are talking about debates right now. Okay. And, and we were talking about top five greatest NBA players. Coop okay. said his top five. Of course, number one was Jordan. He said number two was Kobe Bean. He said number three and four could be interchangeable depending on the day between Big Shaq Diesel and Mr. Fundamental himself, Tim Duncan. Mm. This is finna catch you right here, brother. He said number five and six could be interchangeable as well. He said it could be between LeBron James and Tracy McGrady. What are your thoughts, my brother? I can't put Tracy McGrady over Allen Iverson. Um, I can't put Tim Duncan over LeBron James. Um, also, you just named off everybody. You, I didn't hear Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, even though I've never seen him play, like, personally. And, like, dude has the best resume of anybody alive. Like, this dude won three high school state championships. He went to college for three years and won a championship every year he was in college. <laughs> and he won six rings in the NBA with different teams. So didn't matter where he was at on whatever level he was on, he was a winner. And he, like, scored the most points ever on the way doing that. So Kareem arguably can go anywhere on that list. Uh, me personally, as far as my favorites, I got Kobe, I got Jordan, I got LeBron, I got Allen Iverson, and I do Kareem. I got Kareem in front of Allen Iverson, of course. Uh, I think I got Kareem in front of in front of LeBron. So I put Kareem at three. So you got so just so I'm clear. So you have, of course, you're gonna have Kobe Bean. So you got Bean at one. Yep. Of course, oh. you already knew that. You already knew Lenny. Lenny, Lenny is uh, Kobe being biased. So he got Bean at one. Oh. MJ at two. You got Kareem at three. LeBron at four. Mm, let me be. Let me let me be realistic, man. Because I've never seen Kareem play. His resume is the best ever. Nobody has a better resume than him for the best for the goat basketball player. But people I've seen play, I'm gonna have to put LeBron. At three, I'm going to put, let's see, Iverson at four. And Shaq at five. Shaq at four, oh, Iverson five. Shaq at four, Iverson five. Jesus, Jesus, Lord, I'm a, I'm a huge AI fan, right? <laughs> I'm a huge AI fan. Then you Oh God! You mentioned resume, so Bill Russell, Will, all these guys got Moses Malone, Jerry West. These guys got resumes, but we talking about you. A A, I love AI. I love him to death, right? But um, and he was a he was a uh, he could control a game. You know what I'm saying? He could control a basketball game, but he wasn't. 
on the same. He wasn't on the same level of dynasties and stuff like that with a Michael Jordan and a Kobe Bryant. Are you or, saying that because uh, his teams weren't as good, or because he just wasn't as good at playing the sport of basketball? Hmm. Are we talking so, about individually, or are we talking about his team accolades? Hold on, hold yeah, on. So, so, so before we go in that, before we go in that, and I think that brings us back to the other point. So, like, real quick, I, Lenny first, and then Coop after that. What do you take yeah. into consideration when you're talking about your top five? That's a good question. Yeah. Playing basketball and your dominance at, at playing the basketball, at playing basketball. So, like, you are skillful at what you're doing. Like, Shaq, oh, yeah. his weak, his weakness was free throws. Everybody has an Achilles heel, man. Exactly. But other than that, Shaq was so dominant, bro. Like, Extremely. he was such – Of all time. Yeah. Yes, bro. Like, like you can start – like you can, if you, if I want to start any franchise, anybody in a prime, I'm probably gonna pick Shaq over Kobe. <laughs> of course, of because course. he he was so dominant, man. But if we talk about just the skill, the footwork, and all that that comes into it, man, uh, Kobe was was that dude, man. His footwork was was, was crazy. Yeah, he had everything. He was a total package. Yes, he did model a lot of his game after Jordan, but he took it to the next level. Cause he had, he had flashes of everybody's game. He had a post game like like centers. He had a mid range like Jordan. He still had a three ball. So he did everything. There wasn't like a, a magnitude to a weakness to his game. His only weakness was he just wouldn't quit. Um, he so I, I so if we going off skill set, uh, and and I just something y'all we going off skill set. LeBron ain't LeBron. He badly scraping the top five, man. He wasn't the most skillful of those of those of these people you talking about. I mean, skill, skill alone. I mean, AI more skillful than um, AI is more skilled than LeBron James. You know what I'm saying? LeBron James, <laughs> Look at what LeBron James has done individually. Like he's still a lot better at, at some of the things. So, like, yeah, Iverson was flashier. But that man, LeBron, yeah. is, he, he was basic at what he was doing, and he got the job done. I, that's just yeah, I mean, the way talk, I see it. Yeah, you're talking about a 6'8 guy with a point guard skill set. You know what I'm saying? So he's getting the lane every time. I get that. But he is not as skilled. He doesn't have handles. He don't have handles like that of AI. Yeah, he's just not as flashy crazy. as AI. Because, I mean, look at what he's doing in year 17, man. Like, what he's doing at year yeah. 17 is yeah. unheard of. And so, like, to, to say, to say that... Year like, 17 started at... Because year 17 started at 18, then. Right, right. But still, like, it's year 17. That's a lot of miles. Especially considering the fact that he made the finals 10 times. And what, like, last year was the first time that he didn't go play basketball through June? For sure, yeah. Like, you got to take yeah. that into consideration, in my opinion. Hey, man, I'm, I'm helping uh the baby girl with, with math homework, and I got to get groceries out the car. Yeah. I need you right back in a okay. few seconds. All right. Okay. 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 Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. Y'all with me? Yeah, yeah, we have, we have, we have. Yeah. yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not, not that's what I'm saying. He'd have been in three different franchises, and they've always been to the big heads. 
So he is a not knocking that. But what I'm saying is, if we that's what I'm saying is, you have a six eight point guard, all right. That alone, his frame alone, his ability to get into the lane alone is gonna, you know, get them to the big dance off the top. But his shooting, he don't shoot the ball better than the coach. He don't shoot the ball better than the Tracy McGrady. He don't shoot the ball better than the Jordan. It ain't even close. Like it's not even much of a discussion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he don't even shoot the ball better. He don't even shoot the ball better than Allen Iverson or Ray Allen. It's a lot of guys who don't shoot the ball better than But what you got with LeBron is a guy who can pass the ball probably better than he probably passed better than Allen Iverson. He probably passed better than a Kobe. You know what I'm saying? But you know he he doesn't um, he doesn't have the handles of AI. He don't have a shot of a Ray Allen. You feel me? You got all those different there, but he's big and he is fast. You feel me? Yeah. And so he can get in the lane, he can get in the lane, and he ain't got to lay the ball up. He can literally take one step inside the free throw line and he's climbing on top of the rim. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So he is probably one of the most he's the most athletic player of all time. I'm thinking it takes LeBron James. I've seen LeBron James get down the court with three dribbles. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Three dribbles, and he's he dunking the ball. He ain't laying the ball up. Three dribbles, and, you know, he's he dunking the basketball. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to just total skill, he is about hell. We talking about a lot of guys more skilled than him. I mean, and not a whole lot, but it's a few. Another brand game. Mm. It's a few guys. Damn. Well. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. man. <laughs> that uh, you know yeah. what man, yeah. we gonna we gonna we gonna post this we gonna post this up man and uh we gonna, we gonna yeah. get you some feed we, we gonna get some feedback from the from the people wall. man uh that might just be a bonus a, a bonus take you know mm. yeah Golly. yeah 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 oh right. man so I think we gonna we gonna get ready to go into our Usa moment Usa. Hey, cool. So this uh, what's up, man? This segment of the uh, episode, man, the Wusa moment of the week is uh, basically, mm-hmm. man, you you just wanna, you probably experience something throughout the week. Uh, something you just want to get off your chest, man. You just want to woosah it out and just take a deep breath and woosah. Yeah. So, is it, uh, is it anything, man, that's just bothered you that you just want to get off your chest? Um, uh, nah, man, not at the moment, man. That's pretty good. <laughs> Alright. Yeah. Well, I thought yeah. I, I thought I didn't have one. What you got, Sean? Until we started talking during the break, and I realized I did have a Woosah moment. Right. So, you know, me and wifey had to go out of town for a second. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, so we left our dog with my grandma mm-hmm. and my mom, right? Right. So, you know, we, uh, you know, this is the first time they had to watch him overnight for an extended amount of time. So we were like, hey, 
we gave like specific instructions on how to handle them. Why? Because like we know that we know our dog, right? And um, needless to say, man, they didn't really follow directions. Like they just decided to. They followed them, but they didn't do what they want to do. Yeah, they want to do what they want to do because they just felt like they 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 did they knew what they were doing, right? So, and our dogs on on this. Now, I wouldn't say a schedule, but like it's very structured around here. Like he eat at a certain time, we feed him certain stuff. You know, he go yeah. he go to bed in his crate at a certain time. Hey, hey cool. You could turn your uh your background music down a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate that. Um. So like you know, so it's like look, if you do these things, like it would be flawless. Like you're not gonna have any right. issues. As far as like letting him out, where to let him out, you know, when he does this, he's just trying to do this. Cause our dog, he's he's roughly six months, so he's like, he's a child. So he, if you give him an inch, he gonna take a mile. Yep. And um, mm-hmm. needless to say, man, my grandma gave him some inches, and he he took those miles, man. So he um, mm-hmm. you know, was, she got a backyard. We like, look, just let him in the backyard, just let him roam. Whatever, whatever. Well, he wanted to be in the front yard because he wanted to see, you know, people passing by, that type of stuff. So she was like, all right, I'll do that instead. Well, what that end up, what ended up happening is he started going to other people's yards because she couldn't keep keep him under control. So we pull up the day to pick him up. He in like a neighbor's yard. Chilling. With some other dogs, just like, I'm here. And she fussing trying to get him over, and he like, Psh, I'm chilling with these dogs. <laughs> like, Psh, I'm good. And like, we got like a little, some rolled up paper. Like, we don't necessarily hit him with it all the time, but he know when it come out, he know. All right, let me tighten up. All right, cause I don't need Peter after me for nothing. And um, she had in her hand just fussing. He looking at her like, man, I'm playing with these dogs. I don't care. Like, what you got to say. And I'm like, how did he even get in the position to get in the neighbor's yard? Mm-hmm. Well, I let him out in the front yard instead of the backyard. First mistake. Yeah. I didn't have him on a leash when I did bring him out. Second mistake. Mm-hmm. And then you just sitting there just beckoning for him. He like, man, dog, like I can deal with your yapping. Like I'm not doing anything. So like, of course, as soon as I see him, I'm hot. Like for multiple reasons. And I get out the car, I'm like, yo, Titan. And he looked like, oh shit, I done fucked up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so like, yeah. so like he, so of course like we get on to him for that. But then like I get his bowl because we, you know, getting all this stuff to come back to the house. And she, I see rice, like cooked rice in his bowl. I'm like, yo, what's this? Oh, well, man. well, I heard rice is good for him, but he already got rice in his food. Yeah. So why did you give him yeah. more rice? Well, I just thought he would like that, along with some chicken. We brought food for a reason, so you wouldn't be boiling rice to give this dog. And bacon chicken. And bacon chicken and strips and tearing it up, chopping (laughs) up so he can eat it. Right, that rice you do is good. Yeah, it is good. And, like, we give him the food with the lamb lamb and rice in there, but it's dog food. Like, we don't boil rice in a pot and then give it to him. What kind of dog you got? Uh, pit lab mix. A mutt. Okay. Yeah, yeah, pit lab mix. 
So like I'm like, bruh. <laughs> Man, it don't matter if it's an animal or if it's your children. Grandmama and great grandmama is gonna spoil them no matter Boy. what. And I'm like, right now he outside. Well, we didn't hurt him once. Smack at the door. Yep. And he heard him no more. You know why? Because he know his daddy crazy. That's why. <laughs> you know that. But yet and still, she just, I'm like, dog, we gave you instructions on how to handle this. Just follow the directions we gave you. And you like, nah. Right. I'll be good. Nah, I'll be straight. Because you know what, man? One thing with parents and grandparents, they going to do what they want to do regardless. Because at the end of the day, they're like, that's not my child. Exactly. So that's my woo song. Man, I'm just going to be brief with mine. Man, uh, I ain't going to go on a rant like I normally do. But when you're in leadership, act like a leader. Mm -hmm. Possess those leader qualities, characteristics, traits. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you understand and and you know that you have animosity amongst your group, your staff, your people, your personnel, you're going to do what you need to do to try to mitigate the situation. Mm-hmm. Not add fire to the flame. Mm-hmm. Leaders, take control. Please. Understand your job as a leader. Yep. Facilitate it. Facilitate. Yep. Move the fuck out. Yep. Keep calm. Keep peace in the work workplace. Like that that was crazy, man. Yeah. I, I just don't understand. Like I've been in the mil- I was in the military for nine years. Had some of the worst leadership. <laughs> but nothing compared to this shit on the civilian side. Oh no. Oh no. But, I mean, like I said, I was going to be short and brief. That's my Woosah moment of the week. Yeah. Shit, I made it out. Through another week. Through another motherfucking week at the post office. Yeah. So, what y'all think, when y'all think about post office, y'all think benefits and good money, the shit comes with a fucking price. Yeah. So, that's all I got to say. Hey, I got something real quick, though, so. So All right. What you got, brother? I just want y'all, your homeboy, get back on the phone. XM is, XM is, Kip, is LeBron James more skilled and better than Kevin Durant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll have to do that. We would definitely do that, Coop. Yeah, that's going to be a bonus. Okay. Yeah, we're going to we have to put mm-hmm. a bonus, bonus segment for that. We would definitely do that. <laughs> We would definitely do that, man. Coop, man. Corey Cooper. Brother, up, we, bro? we appreciate you for yeah, joining man. us today, hey, man. man. I, I enjoyed this fun. Man. This is, uh, and then, like, and then like, bro, man, just for this talking about fellowship, right? Man, hey, man. Coop always been humble. Yep, for sure. And in touch with his bromance feelings. Yep. Always. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Hey, we appreciate you, homie. Absolutely, man. I enjoyed it, bro. Man, uh, 
Once again, Coop, man, just tell the people, man, where they can go and find your product, man, so they can support you, bro. True Floss Technology with no E at the end. T R U Floss Spell dot Technology Spell dot com. Get on there, make a purchase, stop playing, let's get it done. Man, there y'all have it, man. Big Hess, you got anything else you want to say before we get out of here? No, I'm good, man. Appreciate you again, homie. Ain't no problem, man. All right, cool, man. We're going to holler at you, bro. All right, man. I'm looking for y'all purchases, too. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah for no sure. doubt, bro. Uh, and Jared. For sure. Make sure y'all get on there and pop some. Yeah, for sure. All right, we got you. All right, man. I appreciate it. All right, brother. Peace. Jay Easy. What up? Man, you you been quiet, man, ever since you got on, on the camera, bro. You got anything else you want to say today? Nah, man, but, yeah, yo, Woosa, man, I'm I'm dealing with that same shit right now, man, except I'm on the leadership side. Uh, man, look, man, boy, hey, man, Jay got down. He went outside and been, he was on the phone for about two hours. <laughs> Two hours, man. Some of the some of the that good beautiful bean footage might be missing on the on the YouTube channel this 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 weekend, man. But hey, there, it's just certain things, man. As as a leader, as a manager, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. That's why you get paid the top dollars. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It, it's just not to make ensure, you know, that product is pushed. Or, you know what I'm saying, revenue is generated. You also have to be a human resource person. You have to... Conflict resolution. Yes. Yeah, conflict resolution is the biggest, play, the biggest piece, man. Because, like, you... Especially, like, when you're in corporate, you don't want that shit to get that HR. You're trying to nip it in the bud before you even get there. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly, man. Golly, bro. And they go tighten. Knocking yep. at the door. Yeah. Man, look, man. As always, man. Shit, I enjoy coming here each and every week with y'all. This, this is our therapy. Straight up. Shit, I don't have anything else to say to date. Yeah. It's your boy Woo. It's your boy Big Hess. Easy. This has been another episode of Woosms. We're gonna let Ti take us out. Bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. It's hard to yell when the bat rails in your mouth. Come on. Bring them out, bring them out. Hey. Bring them out, bring them out. Yeah. Bring them out, bring them out. Hey. VIP, coming live from the VIP Heard the nightlife, lost life without me Most of the feds in the state wanna see my knee The whole city got pissed, heard he got three That other nigga got a hip and shouted, he not me Who set the city on fire soon as he got free The king back now, hold on, he know how to act now Hit the club, strippers getting naked before I sat down Still ball, the money stacked tall in the shack now Still push a button and let the roof on the lag down I'm on the road doing shows, put my Mac down Mississippi to Philly, Albuquerque to Chat Town Thanks for listening to another episode of Woolisms. It's your boy Woo. Your boy Big Hess. And your boy Jay Easy. You can follow me, your boy Woo, on every social media platform. But Facebook, Kendrick Wooten, on IG, K 
underscore D underscore Wooten. You can follow your boy on IG at Big underscore Hessler. You can find me on all platforms under J underscore Easy. And look, also follow the Wooisms page on Facebook, Wooisms, on IG, Wooisms Pod, and on YouTube, Wooisms Podcast. And we're out. Hey, yeah. Yeah.